This is the Common Chaos Podcast, episode seven. I'm Thomas. I'm Jaden. I'm Matt. And I'm Dakota. We're just everyday people trying to become better versions of ourselves. Welcome to our conversation. <laughs> Dude, I hate you. This is Because the world is chaos. Show or feel no nervousness, anger, or other strong emotion. Complete disorder or confusion. We're not only training our, you know, our defensive mindsets, we're also working you know, in our spiritual lives and trying to make ourselves better human beings. common chaos podcast um this week we're gonna be talking about complacency and comfortability this topic we were trying to figure out what to talk about and this came up a couple times and we think it's a pretty cool topic honestly just people get really comfortable and complacent where they are in life and that's a dangerous place to be in your spiritual life in your physical life anything like that we should always be striving for more we should always be striving for better and uh that's kind of what we're going to get into this week so thomas take it away bud yeah i'll kind of kick this off with a quote the reason we came up with this topic was you know we were just kind of going through our old notes and i found a quote from a guy named james clear i have no idea who he is i wrote this quote down like two years ago and it's how long will you put off what you are capable of doing to keep doing what you are comfortable doing. I, I have a kind of analogy version of that where in my notes, I found, I feel like a lion that's trapped in a zoo, but I'm surrounded by complacency. I can achieve amazing things and I know I'm meant to do amazing things, but with the comfort and knowledge of the next meal, I've become lazy and I forgot to hustle and grind. So I, I think those two, I don't know if mine was a quote or I wrote it, I have no idea. I probably heard it somewhere. But with those two, I think they really coincide well with portraying the complacent mindset. A lion that's trapped in a zoo is, he knows the next meal is going to come and he doesn't have to be a lion. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's, we're going to tie this directly into self-defense, I think, right from the get-go. I mean, you can apply it to almost every aspect of life. But from a a self-defense perspective, in today's society, the majority of people are not prepared to defend themselves should a situation arise. And if, if if you listen to stories or if you read stories about people who have been in situations where they've had to defend themselves, they always say, oh, you know, I've heard the stories, but I never thought it would happen to me. You know, I've, yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, we, yeah. we did. I did. We did. We did talk about that. Um, and the, I think I think the real reason that people aren't, you know, they, they never imagine it happening to them is because they 
don't well they don't want to think about it because you know that's a bad situation and you don't want to think about a bad situation but you know they're being complacent because it's you know yeah the odds are not you know great that you're going to you know go down the street and someone's gonna you know try to mug you or whatever or someone's gonna break into your house like there's pretty you know i guess it depends on where you live but there's a pretty slim chance that that's gonna happen until it does and then you're like oh I should have been ready for this because it happened to me, and got uh, no. I well, I mean, I was asking Matt for a pen so I could write something no, down, here. but now I forget it because we ah shoot, <laughs> my bad. Um, dang it! Now, well, I, now we're all lost. I, I think I think um, one of the things that, that drives me nuts is you hear this goes back to your analogy with the cage and stuff. And ties directly to complacency, 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 whatever it is. <laughs> um, I think a lot of times it starts to drive, like, I hate people telling me what to do, and that's not a secret. And I kind of see myself sometimes, especially with authoritarian government on the rise, constantly trying to keep people safe. And dictating what you can do and what you can't do, especially now, it start you start to, well, I start to go crazy, and feel like I'm in a cage because obviously, if a wild animal's in a cage, being fed three meals a day and being fed stimulus money every month, it starts to it starts to make me feel crazy being dependent. On something, yeah. you get comfortable. Yeah, and but. like, and like, I, you you think about that. Like, would you rather be? Is is a lion happier inside of a cage and reliant on on somebody else for its meals every day, or would a lion be happier in the wild? And maybe he might not eat, but he can make it happen if he wants to make it happen. Yeah. And that's where you go to like complete individuality and freedom and independence. On yourself, rather than just being dependent on something else or someone else, like the federal government to provide for you, and like the thought of that drives me nuts. Like yeah. I don't know why that why that drives me nuts, but like I want to provide for myself and I want to provide for my own family, and being reliant on some kind of stimulus check or like UBI, like universal basic income, and like that kind of thing, like from the government, like the thought of that. And not being able to like go and provide for myself and provide for my family drives me nuts. And I think that's why, like, whenever we would take those weekly trips to like West Virginia and we would just go out in the woods and like live in hammocks and stuff for a week and like eat animals and stuff. Like, I think that's one of the things, and especially like with hunting and stuff like that too. Like, we can go to the grocery store and we can buy food if we want it, but there's something about going out into the woods. And shooting something and taking something's life and then eating it that just makes a man feel whole. Yeah. To be able to, to have that ability and that capability to provide for himself and be self-sustaining that just makes you happy. It's like what we're supposed to do. That's natural. Yes. I, had, I had that conversation with someone the other day. I don't know how it came up, but... I told them that I had eaten snake before. And they were like, <laughs> they were like why, why have you eaten snake? Like, that's disgusting, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, because I killed it. And they were like, so? And I was like, well, I'm not going to kill something and then let it go to waste. Everything that I've ever killed, I've eaten 
because everything's on this planet for a reason. And, and I believe that I should capitalize on that. But with the, with the lion thing, I'm going to take it back to what I said last week with the work to live thing. I, I've kind of figured out my thought on it. That's why the work to live mindset stresses me out so much because I feel like I'm not accomplishing anything for me. Yeah. Like, like the lion feeding itself out in the wild, like you were saying, I feel like if I'm in that nine to five working for someone else for their company that I'm just sitting in a cage. Yeah. And that, that's, that's my brain on it. And I know that Dakota and Thomas, you guys are the opposite of my thought process on that. But like, that is why my brain thinks it's so gut-wrenching. Mm-hmm. Just that it, I feel like I'm trapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. And I, like, I mean, that really does make sense. Um, I really don't remember. I, I don't know if it was Thomas or Casey. Somebody in like our normal circle of people. Um, I was talking to them about like the the I guess I don't know I don't remember exactly how we worded it but like the beauty of the hardship of life and how that's basically gone from at least our area of humanity like obviously there are, are like other countries and stuff where they are having that daily struggle to you know survive let alone like prosper but I think I think like that there's true beauty in having to earn every single breath that you have and that's like gone from mm-hmm. most of this country, even even the poorer areas of the United States and stuff, like there's government programs in place that like sends people money, and I know that like they're not you know in everybody's favor, and it's everything's flawed in some way or another. But in the sense of just like raw having to earn every meal, survival. true survival. Yeah, there's some there's something like beautiful about actually having to work for every single breath that you have in life. And that's, like, gone. That's, like, a lost mm-hmm. art form. Mm-hmm. Well, that goes back to... We talked about Fight Club before, the movie Fight Club. That is literally exactly what you're talking right. about. And we talked about, like, recycling the animal and right. stuff like that and how we've drifted so far away from having an idea of just survival. That survival is so easy that we're just looking for something else to do now. And that's where you start to see all this whack stuff on the discover portion of your Snapchat and it's like all this just like weird stuff that's out there because nobody's worrying about what they're going to eat tomorrow and how they're going to keep warm in the winter time. So because we're so comfortable, we start doing stuff that isn't natural and it's just weird. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, came, just at home it, it came out of your mouth and I was like, hmm. Yeah, I see it. Like, like when you look at the Discover page on Snapchat and you see, I crashed my wife's Lamborghini to see how she would react. It's like, wh- why is that? Wh- who who cares, first of all? Why did I just click on that? Because I, <laughs> because I don't care. And why did I just watch the whole thing? Because I don't care. Like, why am I still here? Yeah. I, like, it, we've become trapped in, in, in that cycle of I'm going to open up Snapchat I'm going to open up Instagram I'm going to look at these pictures and then I'm going to close it yeah. and then I'm going to do it again 15 minutes later Yeah, if even yeah you know what I mean sometimes oh, you I'm... literally close the app and then like you forget what you, yeah you forget like anything that you were going to do and you're like oh I got to check Instagram again 
And then you open it and you realize that you looked at the exact yeah, same you, thing not three seconds ago. You talked about that in a, yeah, Jaden talked I about that. I hate it so weeks, much. A couple weeks back. I, I went on a, I don't know if you want to call it a hiatus. I went on a hiatus of no social media with the exception of Snapchat because that is what Matt said earlier. That's basically his contact list. I pretty much text everybody on Snapchat, so I didn't get rid of that one. But I mean, I got rid of Twitter, <coughs> Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You know, the whole the whole nine yards besides Snapchat. So I guess the whole eight yards. Um, for from like August or July or something like that, and I just redownloaded Instagram like a, a week ago, and I went through and I unfollowed a bunch of stuff that was basically like I decided if I wouldn't have a conversation about you or if I wouldn't use you in life, um, I I unfollowed it. And um, I noticed no difference in how I feel about it from when I deleted it the first time. I still feel like I have to go on and look at it every single chance that I think about it. So I'm probably going to delete that again before I go to bed tonight. Yeah. Um, you know what's really disgusting about that, about Instagram? Nathan did the same thing you did. He went through a mass delete. Right. And Nathan ha Nathan was following like a thousand people. Oh, yeah, he had a lot And more. so he went through and he deleted probably 400 to 600 and then I w went over his house and we were hanging out. His Instagram wouldn't let him unfollow any more people. Yeah. And it wouldn't yeah. let him like any photos. It And then it popped up with a thing and it said, Instagram has put these precautions in place so that our community isn't hurt in some way. Right. Nathan literally couldn't unfollow people anymore. I had to do it three times. That's before crazy. mine worked. Uh -huh. I did it three separate times before it actually like went through that I unfollowed 400 people. It's nuts that, like, they won't let you do that. Yeah, like you're in the cage. You're in, you're in the cage. <laughs> you're locked in. Do what we want you to do They're, and don't ask any questions. You may not be hungry, but we're throwing food at you anyway, whether yeah. you like it or not, and you're still yeah. going to eat it. That's the problem. If you throw food in front of an animal that is not hungry, they're going to still eat it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we do. There was a there was a guest on one of Joe Rogan's podcasts. I don't know who the guy was, but it was, I saw an ad for it on my YouTube. And he said, the problem with young men nowadays is that we are taught to be gardeners. And I was like, what? And then he said, there's an old Japanese proverb that says, it is better to be a warrior in a garden than it is to be a gardener in a war. And he, the guy went on to say, it's like young men should be taught to be monsters, be a monster, like be as athletic as you possibly can be as competitive as you possibly can, but know how to be respectful, yeah. know how to love, but still be that monster on the inside that is going at it and is trying to achieve everything that he's, that is put in front of him. Yeah. And the, the quote the Japanese proverb, better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war, it really hit home for me. And I was like, yeah, that's that's raw. Yeah. I think people are so, <clears throat> and we talked about this before, but people are so nice because we're so scared to hurt people's feelings. And whenever we're so nice, like, do you ever talk to somebody and you just feel like they're empty? Yeah. And you come, you come away from the conversation and it's like, that person doesn't stand for anything. And whenever you're talking to someone, like, be, like, if I'm talking to you, like, be honest with me. Tell me how you feel. Tell me if you think I'm stupid. But, like, don't just sit there and just echo everything that I'm telling you and just blindly agree with everything just because you don't want any kind of discomfort 
or confrontation or anything. Like you talk to those people and like if like I mean obviously you'll find somebody that like has aligns with a lot of the same beliefs that you have, but like it just seems like if you agree with me on every single thing that we talk about, then is there like if there's absolutely no discrepancies between the things that we believe and you're not willing to like tell that kind of stuff to my face, then like how full are you and like how much do you believe in your core? Mm -hmm. You're bringing no value to me. Yeah. You know, because you're yeah. just repeating what I'm saying. Yeah, like how, how empty, yeah, how empty are you? Regurgitating everything. Yeah, like if, if, if I'm wrong and I'm talking to you like and you think I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. And like, uh, and like coming from like the standpoint of like as like a man, like that's not going to hurt my feelings if you tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. And like if I'm, if I come to the realization that I'm wrong, I'd be like, yeah, I'm wrong. And, like, I'll be the first one to do that. Like, if I think I'm wrong, I'll be like, yeah, you know what? The, the, the one day you called me out for making fun of you for your long, stupid hair. <laughs> yeah. On, on the podcast. I still yeah. have the long, stupid hair. So Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why that bothers me. I guess maybe that should stop bothering me. I'm sorry for I that. just cut my hair yesterday. Thank Looking you. Looking good. Yeah. Beautiful. But, um, but, yeah, it's just people are so, like, empty now. That That is the one thing that drives me nuts when you don't stand for something. The first the first time I heard something like that you were talking about, I was listening to a Jocko Willink podcast. Um you don't know who that is. He's a retired Navy SEAL or whatever, and he's, you know, done and seen many a thing. Um, but I remember, I don't even remember what episode of his podcast it was, but he was saying something about if you, you will never be able to grow or push yourself if you are constantly surrounding yourself with yes men. He called mm. them yes men. Basically <laughs> people who just like, you know, whenever you, perfect example, someone who surrounds himself with yes men, Arnold Schwarzenegger. You ever seen that? No. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So this is like a big like thing that people talk about, but I don't know like how big it actually is. But like anybody who's ever met Arnold Schwarzenegger, this is like a little like club thing of people who hate Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know how I found it one time, but um, anyone who ever met him, he has this posse of people that are always with him. Same same dudes. Same like I don't know, say six dudes or whatever that go with him everywhere. And he's like apparently, from what I've seen from many different people who talk about this. A very ignorant dude and you know like total like chad like makes stupid jokes or whatever and then these six people that are always with him they'll just start busting out laughing and like supporting him and stuff and they never nobody ever like disagrees with him nobody says because anything he's scary <laughs> well but that's not how it should be though and first of all no he's not scary he's just a strong man who is just a man just like every other one of us sitting yeah. here um, I wouldn't be afraid of him whatsoever. If, I mean, if he hits me, then maybe God will give me a reward for standing up to Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know. <laughs> do you think, do you think, okay, this is kind of a rabbit trail, but like Arnold Schwarzenegger probably doesn't hit that hard. Dude, he I probably can't move very fast. Dude, He's know. old. His arms are like 19 inches, or like 21 inches around. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And then, no, maybe, I mean, not But that's now, what I'm saying. Like, not like, now. Like, Conor McGregor definitely hits way harder than Arnold <laughs> yeah. Schwarzenegger. Oh, for sure. Because he's lead muscle. He's got so much yeah, mass, yeah, yeah. he can't, okay, whatever. Back to but the... Anyway, anyway <laughs> oh, I, th I think the, the principle of surrounding yourself with yes men, um, it, I mean, it's true. I mean, you're literally never going to grow if you just surround yourself with people that, yeah. like, agree with you. Yes, you know, like about everything. It's complacency. complacency it's it's something that if like I I would, you know, I mean, it's probably a good feeling to be surrounded by people who just like agree with everything you say. I'm sure it is, but at the end of the day, you're not going anywhere else. You're just gonna be with the same six people, mm -hmm. and the same six people are just gonna laugh at every joke that you say, and they're just gonna continue to support you, and they're not gonna get anywhere either because all they are is your support. 
Yeah. I'm kind of bring this back around to that comment that um, that you made about um, the Japanese proverb and better to be a warrior in a garden than a garden in a war, gardener in a war, and how men should be taught to be monsters, which I like. I agree with Jordan Peterson. You just started listening to him. I haven't listened to him a ton, but I have listened to him enough to know like his famous quote. And like one of his big quotes is a harmless man is not a good man. A good man is a very, very dangerous man who has it voluntarily under control. <laughs> and so that, that, that brings back around to the self-defense. If you're, you know, if you're comfortable, comfortable, comfort, Breeds complacency. Complacency kills. Yeah. You have to be prepared to defend yourself. Not because you're going out looking for a fight, but so that you're ready if one shows up. And I think with our society, as, you know, it, you know, it kind of goes back to what you guys were talking about with the whole, you know, next meal thing. And, you know, people don't actually have to survive anymore. I kind of I want to I kind of want to step take a step back in history to the Wild West. Okay. I wish I was born back then, dude. I don't it know. That so you part say of, that. Part of me does. Part yeah. of me does. Dude, let right. me die of dysentery. Like I'm good. <laughs> Give me a six shooter and an old lever action rifle. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. my point is, you if you, you go back into you know the west back in the you know mid to late 1800s every single person had a gun on them yeah and yeah okay there were you know gunfights and you know the criminals versus the law but you didn't see and in the west you didn't see you know all of this you know co constant violence back and forth because and I forget who just hanged you. <laughs> yeah, All right. I, I, I everybody forget. was dangerous. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Everybody was dangerous. That's exactly it. And it go. I forget whose quote it was, but um, an armed an armed society is a polite society. Yep. Yeah. All right, and then that's you know part of. I think that's part of why our culture is you know has run into as many of the issues that they have, and there's so many arguments against guns is because people don't see the advantage of everybody having a gun because that doesn't exist anymore. If everybody in the world thought the way we did, we wouldn't have half the problems that we have. You know, whenever it comes to self-defense, if everybody took responsibility for their own life instead of saying, oh, it's up to the police who are, you know, 10, 15 minutes away to save me, if they took responsibility and said, okay, I'm going to at least be functional enough to protect myself and the immediate people around me should something happen we would have a lot less violent crime yeah i um but people don't want to accept that personal responsibility because they are comfortable right right um i want to touch on something that dakota said unless you got something on that Jaden. no i was thinking about duels <laughs> okay, so go ahead. He, he was talking about the old west and like people shooting each other and the first thing that came to mind was like alexander hamilton and the aaron burr and like it was literally the vice president of the united states versus the secretary of state I secretary think. of state yeah. and they just doled and he killed the vice president <laughs> 
That's what I was thinking about. There are a lot less problems in this country. You it, just go outside and throw hands. Uh, that's what I, I was looking it up. getting in trouble. I was looking it up because I was trying to find it. I'm pretty sure there's a state in the United States that still allows duels, and it happened not <laughs> too long ago because there was a cop that uh, was arresting someone, and the guy that was getting arrested was like, I propose a duel. And the cop just was like, okay. And then the cop shot him. <laughs> like, that could be completely BS, and I don't know. But I heard it the other day, and I was, I was trying to find it. I can't find it. I don't know where I heard it. But, like, it makes me giddy inside that duels are still around. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and pacers. I'm so down for a duel. Um, Dakota, you mentioned something on uh, basically, like, handouts almost. What were, you, what were you just talking about? There's, like... For people who don't want to, like, work for their food or work for, you know, who, whatever in life, there's, like, programs in place by the government that are, like, supposed to, like, yes. help that yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But, I mean, they are flawed. Right. Um, I think we see that inside of university a lot. Because if you think about it, I mean, I mean, the school system as well, like, things have gotten dumbed down. Especially with all this online BS. Mm-hmm. Like... Things have definitely gotten dumbed down. And, like, at what point do we draw the line of, like, dumbing it down to the point where, like, our society gets dumber? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, something something that I see inside of the university a lot is, like, uh, I'm, I'm drawing the line between, like, university and, like, the real world. And, like, I'm in group projects a lot of times with kids and whenever I was in, in my job search, I knew some of the kids, I was in group projects with some of these kids in class and they were just lazy and they wouldn't pick up their end of the bargain. And then I would hear that they got this job offer from this employer that I interviewed with. And I'm like, I want to distance, my, distance myself as far away from these, as far away from these dudes as I can. I work hard for a lot of the things that I do. Why should I be given the same opportunities in the same places that they're given? So I started like really digging into like my job search to find that extraordinary opportunity that everyone else didn't get that didn't put in as much work as me. But like it, it's it seems like college a lot of times they put so many they allow kids to take so many shortcuts now and get the the same grades that everybody else gets with half of the effort. And, that, and that's one of the things that drives me nuts. And, like, whenever you actually – and that's the lie that, like, university is telling all these kids. It's, like, put in, like, a half-butt effort, and then you're still going to pass the class, and you're still going to get the, the A. D's we'll, get we'll, degrees. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like we'll, we'll make it happen for you as long as you're there and you're still writing us the check every semester. Mm. And, like, whenever I got into the workforce and, like, actually start working, it's like, hey, here's the opportunity. If you want it. Go and get it, dude. And if you're not, you're not getting paid, and you're not gonna make it, and you're not gonna be here next semester. And it's like I'm I'm working with like like I have a mentor where I'm working at right now because I'm fairly new, and it's it's that way. It's like hey, I, I mean there was one guy he didn't he didn't show up to the meeting, and um, he's like yeah he was he was he gave me the excuse he was working till nine o'clock at night. How many other people were working till nine o'clock at night? Mm -hmm. And the people that are in that meeting are like I was I was it's like. I don't care how late you're working. And like a university, it's like, well, I mean, hey, if you if you have a job and, and you didn't get the chance, you forgot about this exam or something, I'll let you make it up and like 
that's the lie that they're telling everybody. It is not like that in the real world. If you miss the exam in the real world, all right, you're just screwed. And like, like I said, like where, where I'm working at right now, you can tell like your words actually like don't really mean anything. So like I can talk to my mentor and like my mentor is like a super, super quality dude. Like he works his tail off and he's like pushing me to do the same. He's like a, a great guy to, to train under. But I mean, I'm like walking him through like, this is my plan for next month. Like, this is what I do. This is the kind of people I want to reach out to and touch base with and stuff. And he just like interrupts me. He's like, I don't care. He's like, I don't care what you say. He's like, show me next month on paper what you did. He's like, then we can talk about it. But like, you can talk to me about what you want to do, but I'm not even listening. I don't care. Yeah. It's like, that's the way the real world is. Like, nobody really cares about you. Like you said, like, you're not special. It's like, all right, what can you put out? And universities, like, teaching these kids that, like, they're special and, like, your feelings matter. And, like, nobody cares. Once you get in the real world, no one cares about that stuff. I, yeah. I think I got really lucky, in a sense, with, like, so I went to WVU. And WVU is definitely a school that is, like, oh, let's coddle you. Pay us this money, and we're going to get you a degree in puppetry. <laughs> like, they, 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 the school's like that. But my major, I had, so I was wildlife and fisheries biology. All of my professors were guys that worked blue collar jobs and then were like, screw this. I don't want to do this anymore. Went back to school, got their masters, and then now they're teachers. But they were the type of people that were in the workforce for 30 plus years. And they were like, they didn't care. They, they, every day they were like, I don't care if you don't show up. I don't care if you don't study. You're not going to pass my class. And then you're going to fail out of college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But I had a ton of friends, like my roommate. He was a business major like you. He got coddled like crazy every single one of his classes. He had like 75 extra bonus points at the end of the, at the, end of the semester that was like, you can pass just by doing those bonus points. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm learning Latin and I have to know what a bird sounds like compared to this bird. <laughs> and they don't care if I learn it or not and they're just going to fail me. Yeah. But I, I think I got lucky in that aspect because... That's what they taught me. Mm-hmm. They taught me it's on you. Yeah. You you figure it all out. You find the bird noises online, and if you don't find it, it sucks. Tough. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think that was, and I mean this this can be argued depending on personal experience. I think that was one of the advantages that we had at Evangel Heights, is that at least for me, anyways, there weren't a whole lot of classes that you could just skate through like that. Yeah, like I had there, some. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there were some. I I did not. I mean, there were there were a couple of like the, I chose the easy route with the math classes my last two years because I freaking hated math and I didn't want to deal with it. <laughs> so I took the easy classes that I knew I could you know deal with easy. But mm-hmm. like we did, I personally didn't get a lot of the stuff that like if you did not actually try and apply yourself, you were not going to do well in that class. Like. Mrs. I don't know. She yeah, she was one of them, and her class was easy because she was a good teacher. Yeah. She laid it out. She literally would she would give you a, a you would go through everything that was going to be on the test. She would give you a study guide detailing everything that was on the test, and if you didn't study that, then you were screwed. Yeah, but it was all on you. And the same the same thing. I don't know if you guys had Mr. Sweeney for Bible class yeah, at all. Yeah, I did. Yes. Well, he passed away halfway through halfway our through. senior year, and then we had Pastor Jeff. Yeah, well, he was he was good too, Pastor Jeff. Yeah, was he really was. Good. But Mr. S- like Mr. Swaney's Bible class was the same. Like a lot of people in my class had a very difficult time with his Bible class, mm-hmm. 
because you know it was all on you. He would just sit there and he would just vomit his information and his knowledge upon Dude, you for an hour notes. a day. And he didn't wait for he you. He did not no. wait for you to take your notes. If you couldn't keep up, you were screwed. You didn't even realize the class had started until you were ten minutes in and realized you missed the first yeah. ten minutes of yeah. notes. He never because you thought he was just talking. Yeah. <laughs> he would just start on a tangent and then that was you the realized that that tangent was the lesson, and you're like, I have no idea what any of this was which like sounds very harsh oh he taught me so but it much. put a lot of it, it, it was teaching us to be responsible you know and whether or not we learned that and applied it to everything else is an entirely different story but he wasn't taking it easy on us just because he was trying to be nice or whatever he was mm -hmm. actually trying to teach us i think i think that actually that senior year bible is kind of the reason that i think the way i think today yeah. From a mix of him and Pastor Jeff, they didn't take it easy on us mentally. Mm -hmm. Like, like, yes, it was a class, and there is a certain way that you can pass it if you're just skating through. But if you actually wanted to excel at the class and learn something, it was really difficult. You think for yourself. Yeah, because Pastor, Je Pastor Jeff specifically, I remember talking about absolute truths, mm -hmm. and it, it broke my brain. There, there was, I remember a, an entire class period, stuff with that. there was an entire class period where it was just me and him talking. The whole class was there, but it was me talking to him being like, that doesn't make any sense. Can we figure it out? And he was like, I don't know. Can you? And that, that was how he would answer me when I was asking him the questions. And he would make me talk it out to myself in front of the whole class. But I was asking him yeah. and he would just respond to me with another question. He was freaking good at that stuff. Yeah, but I that made me think, and that I don't know. I, that's kind of why, like, I love doing it now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was definitely part of it. So by dumbing down college and the entire education system and everything, like, do they just want us to be dumbed down so we just do whatever they want us to do? Uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is, yes, that is in the grand scheme of things. I think that is probably part of it. But I want to like take it back to like yeah, a, yeah. A, a deeper. I don't know if you would want to call it a deeper level, but it it, it, it kind of goes back to that whole like not hurting people's feelings. Yeah, you know, to an, to an extent, it's the same the yeah. same concept of you know inclusion in like kids sports, and even if you lose, that team still you know every kid on that team still gets a trophy for trying mm -hmm. for you know be, just for being there. They might have sucked. Why are you give okay? But if you suck, why are you giving them a trophy? Mm -hmm. They didn't earn that. You're, it doesn't it doesn't accomplish anything and it's it's the idea of not hurting people's feelings so you let them pass the class you give them a way to pass a class without actually putting in the work so that they don't feel bad yeah why are we worried why are we so concerned about other people's feelings not 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 that we should be like going out of our way to hurt other people's feelings but everybody should be held to a higher standard you know i shouldn't have to make you feel good about yourself yeah, because you can't put in the work to make yourself feel good for yourself. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where the mentality of complacency originates from. When when you're a kid and you get those participation trophies, or when you lose, and your parents are like, "Good job, you tried your best." Okay, but you you did you may have tried your best, but you lost. Mm -hmm. So next time you gotta try harder. But when when you get the participation trophy, you're like, "I still got a trophy. I, like I'm good." Mm -hmm. I can I can stay here, yeah. And that's that like young teaching young men to be monsters that know how to control themselves. 
mm-hmm. with with things like that young men aren't being taught to be monsters they're being taught to be lie sheep. down and die yeah. be a sheep follow along yeah. feel bad be emotional yeah that's rough that's yeah. an entirely different topic. Yeah. I mean, not, necess- no, not, not necessarily, really. but to it, like, someone. I think, I think that ties into what we were talking about. I don't remember when we talked about it, but the, uh, the strong men create weak men mm-hmm. thing. We're in, a, we're in a time of weak men. Mm-hmm. Like it or not, that's where we are. So something bad is inevitable. It's going to happen, and it's going to be really hard because then the next generation is going to be strong men. Yeah. And I think that we have to come to terms with the fact that we're in a weak man generation. Like, what we're doing right now, never in a million years, in 1930 to 1940, would this be happening. No one was sitting down talking about how people are acting like this because they were too involved in a war yeah and a great depression and then, yeah like, they were all working trying to become better people to yeah. save the country those were strong men yeah. who then created complacent men who then created us who are yes. weak men it, it's it is it is that that whole process and you can, yeah i mean you can see it because they because of their work is why our country is where it is at it's why we got because, cell phones yeah why. That's why we got cars. Yeah. And then that goes back to the whole, you know, lion thing. Like the, because those people put in the hard work is the, that's the reason that we don't have to worry about if we're getting our next meal or not. We take it for granted because we know it's there Mm -hmm. because that is the world that they created for us. Yeah. Now I'm not trying to like, that's not like pushing the responsibility off of us. I'm like saying that's the process that has. Yeah. It's kind of disrespectful almost to become complacent and weak then because it discredits everything that everybody else fought for and worked for. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah. like, like yeah. my, I was talking to my mom about some, something similar the other day. My grandma, she grew up not having enough money to buy a notebook for school. And she would keep every piece of paper so that she could use it for schoolwork. And she still does that. She still keeps every piece of paper that she ever comes in contact with. And she's got boxes and boxes of paper. And we're just like, you can throw it away. You don't need it anymore. But it was just the generation that she grew up in where it was like, we can't throw things away. We need these things. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because, like, I don't even keep quarters. And that's that's money. <laughs> like, if I get a quarter, I'll throw it to Dakota or Matt. And I'm like, I don't care. And, but, like think about them back in the day in the great depression and stuff like that a quarter i mean money was worth a lot more back then. okay but that aside <laughs> yeah yeah like yeah, that's yeah, money yeah, i understand yeah yeah it's just because uh, they were in the hard times create strong men period of time yeah it's just really it's a very interesting thing to think about that just we've become a complacent society and there's nothing we can do to change it yeah it's isn't it frustrating i think we that's have why to become I... we have to become complacent with our complacency I think that's why people like my dad and like that. I mean, I, I see my dad is like a strong man is mm-hmm. because I mean, he's like, he's like super, super far right Republican type of guy. 
but it, it makes him so mad to see people that don't care about the thing. It makes him so mad to see weak people because, again, it's like disrespectful mm-hmm. towards the things that other people fought for and right. valued in life and things like that. So, I mean, that that's probably why, like, those two different mindsets between, like, the right and the left, like, that's probably why they, they clash. Mm. Because, I mean your ideology is kind of disrespecting the other person's ideology, you know? Is it? Is that wrong? It's kind of a thought. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there. It makes sense. I mean, complacency and responsibility. A lot of the... And I don't know because I've not done a lot of research. You probably have done more research into it than I have, Dakota. Um, Is a lot of the right side is you know personal responsibility i want to live my life kind of deal and a lot of the left is the government will take care of it it's not my responsibility yeah or somebody else or some yes somebody else not necessarily the government Uh but somebody else will do it. someone else will feed me in my cage yeah someone else will feed me someone else will protect me someone else will educate me i don't want to have to work or think or fight for myself because that's hard yeah. Do you know, you know what frustrates me about all that? Like, I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I've definitely talked about it with you guys. The Tower of Babel thing, where God straight up was like, if all of these humans come together, they can achieve something great that could be bad for them. And so he was like, let me disperse everyone. Let me switch up the language. And it frustrates me because if the left and the right could just shut up for a second and just realize that none of it matters, we could be accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. But we're too caught up in the argument that is just total BS. Yeah. Like, you're, you're not talking about anything. Like, okay, for example, what was the point in impeaching Trump four days before he was leaving <laughs> office? Like, what was it? It would eliminate his chance to be reelected again. He's done, dude. Trump hated being president. He doesn't want to be reelected. You think that you think that's real? You I, think that's true? I one hundred percent, one hundred percent think Trump hated it. Nah, dude, I think he, he liked the fame. He, I think he liked the fame, but dude, he had to do so much work than he thought he was going to have to do. So much more work. I don't know. I don't know I don't if I'm know. with you. On I, have, that. I disagree I with that. I think I he hated it. I think I he think, hated it. I think. Again, this is all based. I you know this is all based on what I see in my little corner of the world. So I don't know. I don't think... I guess, I guess it's kind of a romanticized idea. Is that I don't think he necessarily hated it or liked it. He was trying to do it to make things better. Better that's, for who is up for debate. Yeah, and that's 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 why I'm saying like it's a rom- kind of a romanticized idea. And I think that's what a lot of people grabbed onto and why he gained so much support was because he wasn't a career politician. They were like, whether he liked it or disliked it, they were like, oh, he's trying to make it better. Mm -hmm. Can we think about the left and the right both in a line to go vote to determine who is going to tell the... So, So think about the left and the right are both in separate lines to go vote. So the right side is going to go pull the lever to make... The left side is going to go pull a lever to make the right side do whatever the left wants to do. And the right side is going to go pull a lever to make the left do what the right wants to do. 
Why is everybody trying to force everybody to do something that they don't want to do? Why can't everybody just leave each other alone? Because and, nobody wants and, that sense of self-responsibility for anything. Right, but I'm saying like if the if your actions don't negatively impact somebody else or their property, then why can't we all just leave everybody alone? I don't know why people don't get that. Am I not getting something there? Am I not connecting something? No, I know a lot of people think, that don't think like that and they're they they want they're like, why don't you think like me? Like this is the correct way of thinking. Why does that have to be the correct way of thinking? There is no absolute truth. Yeah. Like that goes to like legal like legalizing like all drugs. Like like legalizing like all drugs or legalizing like all guns. Legalize like legalizing everything to the point where like there is no like legal entity. There is no legality. You know, I mean, that's almost like a call for anarchy. I don't want to. I don't okay, want to. Okay, so listen, that. listen. I step that back. I here, retract. Okay, that. so here, here, <laughs> that's getting really. No, we, we could. We're not retracting it because I'm responding to it. That's okay, how that's going to okay, work. Okay. So here's here's why you can't let that be the the case, or you can't just let everybody do exactly what they want to do. Uh -huh. Oh, first of all, let me say you can. Okay, that's definitely always on the table. But here's why it won't work. Because you're going to have people say for the argument of guns or drugs or let's let's for the the sake of. The conversation say guns. Uh -huh. They don't want to have unlimited, I don't know, you want to say access or resource or however you want to word it, for guns for people. Because, yes, the more guns that you can defend yourself with, the higher chance that you have to defend yourself. Successfully, I should say. Okay. The problem with that on the flip side is, the more guns that are out there, the easier it is for bad people to do bad things with these guns. And that's the part that people see. Same thing with drugs. Mm -hmm. You say, people get high. Okay. If they do it in their own home, no big deal. What happens when they get high in their own home? They get in the car, have no idea what planet they're on. Hit another car with a family with a baby inside the car. Baby dies. Innocent life. You know, it's that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You can't say it won't negatively affect other people. So because it, it because it yeah. no it will because yeah. human beings multiple people because right. human beings are flawed and stupid right so where do I mean, you draw the, the line there between freedom and in, in a an authoritarian person in place to tell people what to do and complete and utter freedom I don't know where you find that line you, you find the line when the people actually do their job and enforce <laughs> their yeah. position yeah. over the government. That we are, we are, for that. we are in charge of the government, but the problem is, is that somewhere we're not enforcing line, our job anymore. Some, somewhere along the line, that idea got lost. Somewhere along yeah. the line that flipped that we pick people to work for themselves under the guise that they are trying to better our lives and make our lives easier and benefit us yeah. the entire yeah. way through. They're not. We gave the responsibility to someone else that's supposed to be on ourselves. Right. Yeah, right. That's the that's the same reason. Self complacency. You know, you yes. No. The responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but that, self response. Yeah. Self that's the exact reason why I don't vote. Yeah. Because it, it's come to a point in my brain where it's like my vote doesn't matter. Yeah. But how can you say it doesn't though? Are we in a, if no, if we no, what happened when nobody state. voted? We are in a swing state. What happened when nobody voted? You know, NPA, I forget, I forget I what it was. Listen, here's the thing. It, I don't remember what, what office it was or something, but it was something for just the state. You know the difference was one vote this year? One single vote. My fault. Sucks. One suck. single vote <laughs> was the difference. They huh. literally had one more vote. 
And the problem is, is there's, you know, I don't know, say maybe two or three percent of people that think that way that my vote doesn't matter. And sure, if everybody thinks that way, obviously, like, you know, you can't you can't ever have like a perfect idea of that not skewing. You know what I mean? But if everybody would just go vote, there's no debate over it. Right. Yeah. Or if nobody would vote, there's no debate. There's nobody. If nobody would vote, that's a very clear signal that, you know, you you don't screw the pooch. Yeah. And then if everybody votes, it's like, okay, this is working to at least the original design of it. Yeah. You know, but whenever, yeah, I mean, what do you call that? Like outliers or whatever. The outliers of that situation would be the people who think that their vote doesn't matter, so they don't vote. Yeah. Totally screws everything up because that would be a total different outcome. Well, presidential... I, First I of all, presidential doesn't really mean a whole lot yeah. without the other two. So I, I won't really get into it. Presidential, I think that it's stupid because the electoral college is a load of bull. But why the? Because I mean, they, I, I don't really want. Nah. Okay, I think the electoral college is a load of bull because someone could win popular vote. Popular vote is the Americans voting. Dude, my dad's gonna knock you out if he hears this. Uh, uh, listen, I I'm sorry, Mister <laughs> Reitler, but listen, popular <laughs> vote. And electoral college vote are two very different votes. If all of Pennsylvania votes blue, the Pennsylvania electors could just go, "I want to go red." Yeah, that is that is the argument against it. But at the art, like from my perspective, whenever it comes to the nation, I don't want my rights being affected because all of California decided to vote blue. And that's the other problem with it is because. You, know, you got to think about it like this way. Okay, you think of Europe, okay? Their countries are essentially, you know, in the grand scheme of things, the size of our states, okay? Yeah, yeah. So it's very much more focused on geographical needs, okay? But when we have such a large country with some states being the sizes of other countries, like realistically, um, their needs in California are not the same needs that we have here in so you you there's no there's no way that you should be able to say you know what the Californians needs are more valid than the people's needs in rural Pennsylvania because our lives are not even completely like relative to each other whatsoever besides the fact that we live under the same country name yeah. you know what I mean yeah. like I mean realistically other like I said in Europe that's I mean France to the end of Russia you know what I mean like yeah. we're not even close to the same needs. So I don't. I mean, and that's. I, don't. I mean, that's if you look at like if you look at the maps, like the the voter maps, it's all of the blues around the cities because, and that's where the majority of the population right. is. So you you could even divide it down to that far, not even like state to state, but like regions. People rural, per, people rural per versus, area. Rural, rural versus urban, because the, the the needs of the people in the city are. Com- Totally polar, op- polar opposites right. to what we need. So right. what's the solution? Defunding the federal government. <laughs> 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 Destabilizing like, the IRS. Like, like, so you're saying... You're Abolish saying, the ATF. <laughs> majority Leave of- everybody alone. Think, think about, like, the only reason... But you can't. The only reason that these scumbags have any power over us is because we, we give, give them them. power. So, like, what if nobody showed up? I know it's impossible, but, like, what if everyone got together and nobody went in to vote and everyone was, like, sticking it to these scumbags? Well, that's how the Boston Tea Party happened. (laughs) Tea go yeet. Tea go go yeet. yeet. (laughs) The problem is we're taught things 
that aren't truth. And, and that goes back to the education system we were talking about earlier. We, the education system is set up in a way that we are pumped through first grade to 12th grade so that we could go work in a factory. But then college was set up so that certain smart people could go get a degree and do the higher end jobs. But we've come to a point where our, our country's so intellectually wealthy, I'll say, mm -hmm. that everyone's going to college and wasting that time and wasting the degree because the education system is meant for pumping out factory workers. So now when everyone, <laughs> when everyone gets pumped out and then everyone then goes into college and gets the high-end degree, when everyone has a high-end degree, none of them matter. They're not worth anything anymore right. because everyone has it. Right. Mm. And, and like, it, I, I have a lot on the education system because it's all BS and it needs to be changed so bad. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't make any sense for the type of nation that we've grown into. It made a lot of sense in the 30s and 40s, but now it doesn't because we're in a different generation. So why would something not grow with the people? Here's, here's a quote. Because they don't want us to learn. They don't want us to start. Here's a quote. Growth is painful. Change is painful. But nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. And I kind of I think, like, as a, as a whole of a country, that's kind of where we're at. Because, like, like you said, in the 30s, certain things worked out well because it was in the interest of pretty much almost everybody in the country. And now you see such a 50-50 divide with, like, the whole, like, Democratic Republic Party or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, everybody's needs are different, at, at least by the voting mm -hmm. look, you would think. Because, I mean, it was quite literally about as close as the 50-50s you could ask for, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I I don't understand, and I don't really, you know, I don't know the solution. I'm just a, I'm just a, a welder. Um, but, I mean, if, there, if there's so many different people, because, I mean, it's not like we're, like, a small country of, like, Two million people, you know what I mean? How many people are in our country? Like seven billion? What did you just that's say? That's the world. world. That's the world. It's Dang like it. three hundred and thirty million or something, isn't it? In the that was by the twenty ten census. I don't know how much it's changed since I don't know the twenty twenty census, but yeah, three hundred and thirty or something like that million. So when you have what's half of that? One seventy one one sixty five. Uh, you're the math guy. Whatever it is, say one hundred sixty five million that need. That have needs that are more focused towards the left and then this near the same amount that have needs focused towards the right. Why are we just complacent about fighting over whose needs are more important? Yeah. And I, not how to make both work. Somehow. I don't know, man. That, like I said, I don't know the answer. I'm just, just saying I know the question. It's not as... I mean, it's as easy as live and let live, but it's not that easy. But uh, people don't right. like to agree to disagree. People always want to be right. Dude, I hate agreeing to disagree. I, I'm okay with it. I really don't like it. I am 100% okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> it drives me nuts, though. Why? Because, like, if you believe in something and you're passionate about it and you have, like, fact and logic to back it up, and then... Okay, but most don't. I hate to see somebody lost, is what I'm saying. Uh, that's fair. Not to say I'm always right. Like, I can be wrong, but, like, if I am very confident that I'm right about something... And I see somebody else that's lost and, like, can't conceptualize the same ideas. Like, it makes me upset. Like Jake Lydic in the woods last weekend? <laughs> uh. um, no, but, like, people take it to an extreme. Like, I'm okay with agreeing to disagree just so we could coexist. Yeah. Like, why can't we coexist? 
I mean, that's what we're supposed to do, like, in the Bible. Yeah. Because we're taught that our needs are more important than other people's needs. <laughs> yeah. Because, you like that because, one. I know because you since we were little kids, we've all been given participation trophies telling us that every single one of us is special. Murka, I'm not, like, baby. downplaying. Like, everybody is, like, individual. No, you're not special. No, you're special not. In their own in their own way, but, like, you shouldn't let that go to your head. You like, have your own purpose, but you're not special. Right. Yeah. Okay, that's a better way of putting it. That was... One of my favorite, one of my, uh, one of my favorite pictures, and I wish I could find it again. It was, it, um, one of those the weightlifting cages, like with the, just like the four yeah. bars, and the, I think you have one downstairs, or you no, want, I want to get want one. one downstairs, and it was, it had like it had the the barbell and one of the weight belts, and there was just spray painted on the wall right in front of it was you are not special, and it's one of my favorite <laughs> that's pictures. Cool. Yeah, that's really that cool. That was cool. Well, I mean, we didn't come up with any kind of solution. I, I'm not. I'm not even I, sure. If four, someone four has guys, the answers, four please guys, don't. four guys sitting at a kitchen table cannot come up with the questions. To we also, we also solution. didn't even end on the topic of complacency. So I think we hit on it a lot, though. I mean, I thought it was good. I think we talked about all the different aspects of complacency. Complacency kills. Yeah. Grow a pair. Grow a pair. Um. Sorry, well, that was probably sexist. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't cancel us. We hit, we hit all the we hit all the loop the loops. We hit all the rough topics. Why's your eye blue? I'm really tired, and I drank a cup of coffee, and I don't drink caffeine. I'm about to crash. Next oh, week, guns. Are my eyes not okay? This one's weird. Gu- guns and firearms. Yes, ne- we will talk about laws and guns at some point soon. Soon. Because we, we're going to talk about it today, but we wanted to get all the facts straight and we wanted to get our minds correct on the topic yeah. so that we could actually discuss it. Because that, that's, a, that's a factual topic. More it's than not a, just theory. Yeah, more Bouncing than a theory around. topic. So we're going to end this episode here. Thanks for listening to the Common Chaos Podcast. See you next time. Have a good Au week. revoir. Shut up. You've been practicing that. <laughs> <laughs>